and you dialed up the Pac-Man podcast, Patriotic American Citizen. I'm Ted Flint on the BMG Network. Well, everybody's talking about Donald Trump's performance on the CNN town hall. I didn't see it. I haven't looked at it. I, I, I plan to. I've seen snippets of it. I hear he was fantastic. I know the woman who tried to make a name for herself, some snarky little no talent, which, you know, CNN is full of those types of people. She was just, you know, from what I've seen of it, trying to badger the, the ex-president. And uh, can you imagine her doing that to Joe Biden or any Democrat for that matter? But I guess Trump cleaned house. He uh, he made some hay and the left-wing pu- uh, pundits are were apoplectic because they thought they were laying for him. They thought they had him. Here comes Donald Trump coming to CNN, coming to our turf. We're going we're gonna to ambush him. But this guy, you know, he is a lot sharper than people give him credit for. And he's a master at manipulating the media. I know not everybody agrees with that. I know, uh, I mean, nobody watches CNN, or they didn't before the uh, CNN town hall. 3.3 million viewers. They tuned in to see the, uh, the Wednesday program, 70-minute broadcast. And, you know, the, the, the ratings easily eclipsed the figures drawn by its regular 8 p.m. news hour, hosted by Anderson Cooper. I think he's got a couple of hundred thousand viewers. 3.3 million Trump he brought in. And not everybody was happy, of course. The Super PAC supporting Ron DeSantis, they had nothing good to say about it. I'll give you a quote here from the New York Post. On the same day Ron DeSantis was assailing Joe Biden's border crisis, Donald Trump was on CNN attacking DeSantis and lying about finishing the border wall, according to Aaron Perrine, communications director for Never Back Down. The CNN town hall was, as expected, over an hour of nonsense that proved Trump is stuck in the past. After 76 years, Trump still doesn't know where he stands on important conservative issues like supporting life and the Second Amendment. How does that make America great again? Well, I disagree, obviously. He supports life, the former president, and the Second Amendment. And I think we're beyond those days of the the doctrinaire conservative. You know, I mean, I was a big supporter of Pat Buchanan back in the 90s when he ran. And Buchanan is kind of like he was the precursor to Trump. You know, put America first, uh, an economic nationalist, uh, but also pro-life, pro-Second Amendment, as Trump is on those on those issues. But I mean, he changed politics and he changed the Republican Party. And the GOP, they better get with the program because something about, I like DeSantis. He's right on all the issues. He says the right things. and uh, But there's something about him. I think he's becoming more establishment. I mean, he's a governor. Uh, Jeb Bush was at his inauguration when he when he was elected governor, uh, DeSantis, as you would expect he would be, Bush, the former governor of Florida. But I think Trump is, I think he's still the man to beat in Republican circles. However, there is a young man, half Trump's age, who is gaining some traction. He's up to about, I think, 10% of people support him for 2024. Vivek Ramaswamy. And again, this guy is saying all the right things. He says that when he gets elected president, he's very sure of himself, as you would have to be in that position. He said he's going to eradicate the Department of Education. He's going to abolish it. The Department of Ed needs to go. But Ramaswamy wants to raise the minimum voting age from 18 to 25. I say, good, why not? You know, what do you got to be, 21 in New York State to buy a beer? You can be 18 and be drafted, or not drafted, but go to the military and lay down your life for your country. He would allow exceptions for young people who serve in the military or who pass a civics test. You should be able 
to pass a civics test before you vote. You need to know for whom you're voting, for what purpose you're voting. Most young people have no clue. Democrats want to lower the age. Some Democrats in Congress want the age lower to 16. So Ramaswamy wants to raise it to 25. He said it would help with the military recruitment efforts. There's a deficit, which he tied to uh, low national pride among Gen uh, Gen Z. And, you know, how is it's hard to argue that. So Ramaswamy thinks that this would... uh, This policy would help address the ongoing recruitment deficit in the U.S. military. I thought drag queens were doing the trick for the Navy. The Navy is using a drag queen to bolster their recruitment efforts. I think this is a better way to do it. The U.S. faces a 25% recruitment deficit in the military, and just 16% of Gen Z say they're proud to be an American. That's the schools. They're learning this mess in a lot of our public schools and in college and universities across the country. The absence of national pride is a threat to our republic's survival, is what Ramaswamy said in a statement. So he's proposing a constitutional amendment to get this done, raising the voting age to 25. And he would make exceptions for those 18 and older who meet a national service requirement. I love it. I think it's long overdue. He would have to get two-thirds of a majority in Congress to support it, and I think three-quarters of the state legislatures to amend the Constitution. It's been done only 27 times in our nation's history. So I think he's he's on the right road. Anyway, about 10% of people support Ramaswamy. A lot of people don't know him, haven't heard of him. Because the military, there's a blackout, a virtual blackout on anybody who's conservative or who poses a threat to the established order, which Ramaswamy does, which Trump still does. That's why they're after him. What else? TikTok. You know, Anybody over the age of 30, may or maybe 40, I don't know, is uh, very skeptical of TikTok and Snapchat and some of these social media outlets. I mean, the Chinese Communist Party, I read today, maintained supreme access to all data held by TikTok parent ByteDance. I didn't know this until I read this. I think it was in the New York Post. They have access to information, including Information stored in the U.S. That's according to a former top executive at the company. And he alleged this in a, in a bombshell lawsuit in California state court. Yintao Roger Yu, a former head of engineering for ByteDance's U.S. operations, alleged he was fired from his job after raising alarms about the company's actions to his superiors. He asserts that ByteDance leadership knew that a special committee within the Chinese government had a backdoor channel to access U.S. user data, despite the company's repeated denials that such a relationship existed. That's according to Bloomberg, who obtained a copy of the lawsuit. China is our enemy, our greatest, perhaps our greatest enemy, next to the the zealots, these woke idiots running our government, our federal government. So this you also alleged that ByteDance has engaged in an effort to spread propaganda that backed the Chinese Communist Party's views on TikTok, which has more than 150 million users in this country. You know, Glenn Beck did a piece recently, and somebody sent it to me. I guess his daughter tried to commit suicide. I did not know that. I don't listen to Glenn Beck anymore. And he was, you know, almost in tears, which he, which happens frequently with Beck. But he said, you know, if, if, if you love your children, get them off TikTok and Snapchat. I don't know much about Snapchat, but he says if you get them off it because it's no good. 
It's propaganda. The Chinese Communist Party run TikTok. Why would you let your children get on there and have their information, you know, possibly uh, maybe our information? If you're on TikTok, if I'm speaking to you and you're 40 or older and you're on TikTok or Snapchat, you could have your information accessed by the Chinese Communist Party, according to this report in Bloomberg. And TikTok is in some trouble. I mean, they're scrambling to avoid a, a ban in this country, a total ban. Lawmakers on both sides of the aisle uh, can agree on that, that, uh, you know, they perhaps pose a danger to U.S. security. I'm looking at, a, I got a bunch of stuff here, as I usually do. I, want, I don't want to get into that. It talks about blue state school districts shelling out thousands of dollars in taxpayer money for equity and racial literacy trainings. That's, that mess is going on all over the country. There is a report. I think I got this off Yahoo News. A 14-year-old boy in Michigan had to use a slingshot to fight off someone trying to kidnap his 8-year-old sister. I mean, you're not even safe in your own backyard. This girl, according to this report here by Ken Niemeyer, a Michigan teenager, had to use a slingshot to fight off a would-be kidnapper who emerged from the woods and tried to snatch his 8-year-old sister, according to state police in Michigan. They responded to the home in Alpena County, Michigan to a report of an attempted kidnapping. According to the Detroit News, according to the paper, the police said the girl was hunting for mushrooms in her own backyard. And a 17-year-old boy, it says here, young man, I would say, came out of the woods, grabbed her, and covered her mouth. So the girl managed to break free. Her 14-year-old brother used his head and grabbed a slingshot and hit this punk in the head and chest, according to police. He should have hit him right between the running lights. According to WPBN, a local NBC affiliate, state troopers said they found the suspect hiding at a gas station near the house with noticeable injuries to his head and chest from the slingshot. He's 17. He was arraigned, being held in the county jail on charges of attempted kidnapping, child enticement, attempted assault, other other charges as well. And they're not going to release his name. He's 17. So technically he's underage. And uh, bail set at $150,000. He's expected in court next Wednesday. Too bad the uh, the brother didn't have a some kind of a gun. But knowing Democrats in Michigan, though, they'll, they'll probably try to ban slingshots. You know, that's what I mean. What's next? All right. Back to uh, our top story was the uh, CNN town hall from last week with uh, Donald Trump. And he did he did great. And, you know, I think the issue that got Trump elected in 2016 and may get him elected in 2024 is the border. Yes, he began the wall. He he began to erect the wall, but he did not finish the wall. He had both houses of Congress for the first two years of his administration and didn't get it done. Ann Coulter has written a series of columns ripping Trump, and she was one of his biggest backers. He didn't get it done. Now he's gotten some of it done, and what we have in the White House now, who we have, is just an utter disgrace. Joe Biden, I'll read you a couple of headlines here from today's New York, this week's New York Post, one of them. Surrender, plastered all over the front page. And that's what's happening. We've surrendered our southern border. We're surrendering our sovereignty. If you don't have borders, you don't have a country. It's that simple. That's why the globalists in our midst want to break down national borders and boundaries. They want us comfortably merged into a new world order. And it's not going to happen. I know the scriptures say that the end times say that it is going to happen. It may happen, but it doesn't have to ha- have to happen in our lifetime. Now, here's that Biden is working against America. Trump put America first. Biden is putting America last. 
Biden orders border agents to let migrants in with no tracking or conditions. Now, why would a U.S. president do that? Unless he's working against the best interests of the country. He took an oath to support, defend, and protect the Constitution. Biden, he's not honoring that oath. He needs to be impeached, frankly. But Republicans in Congress don't have the guts to impeach him the way the Democrats impeached Trump, not once, but twice. Biden needs to go. These people are being turned out into the general population. They let, they're let across the border. They have access to all our benefits, health care, food, clothing, shelter, education later in life. And their next asylum court date, by the way, isn't until 2035. I mean, what's going on is a travesty. Now, I don't know what, how this is going to end. It's not going to end well. Because those folks down in Texas, in those border states, we have some patriots down there, and they're not going to let their states and country be overrun by invaders. These militiamen, they had an issue with these, especially in Texas. These guys took their guns and defended their borders. You're going to see that again. We see that happening across the country, where citizens are defending themselves against lawbreakers. This this incident here in uh, New York City, a subway. This young black guy, crazier than a loon, was put in a chokehold by this ex-Marine and was killed, unfortunately. And now the the media and the left predictably came down against the Marine for defending the people on that train. There are a lot of crazy people in in this world, and many of them are walking around not medicated. Some of their medications run out or whatever. They should not be in the general population, but they are. It's a long story. We could spend just one show on that. But my point was, people will defend themselves one way or the other. They're going to defend their homes, their wives, their children, and we're going to use deadly force if necessary. If the government can't or won't protect us, actually, you're, you're responsible for your own protection, as I've said. But we see the government really surrendering its only, the only reason we have a federal government, the main reason we have a federal government, is to support and protect our borders. That's all. Not to do the myriad other things that government now does, not providing for our old age or providing health care for us, all the other things that the federal government is engaged in. Its main function is to protect our God-given rights. That's it. That's why it was formed. And it's not doing it. Biden is an enemy of the state. The Democratic Party is a party of communists and socialists. As I've said, I don't know how many different ways you can say it. They are a threat to the country and to the republic for which it stands. We are one nation under God, one nation for the time being. It's it's not a, a good situation that we're in. And we see this fracture, this split, not just at the federal level, at, at, in every state, it seems like it's every single state, not just New York State, but California, uh, Oregon. There's a movement in Oregon to separate one east, eastern Oregon from the rest, rest of the state. And, you know, in so many states, this is happening because the left is destroying every state in which they take control. They get control of a government. You see it in Massachusetts. The liberals move out from Massachusetts into New Hampshire, into other northeastern states, and you see these states turn from red to purple to eventually to blue, and they're, they're destroyed. Liberalism is like a cancer. It spreads and it destroys everything it touches. I wish I had more time, but I've, uh, my time is up. 
Thank you very much, folks, for tuning us in. If you want to uh, listen to all the great programming we have for you on the BMG Network, go to it, the bmgnetwork.com. We have a host of fine podcasters, my daughter included, Madeline. I got to give her a plug. She does a podcast once a week called The Essentials with Maddie Flint. And uh, we have uh, columns up there for you under the PAC perspective. Give it a listen. Thank you very much, folks, for tuning us in. Please hit like if you like the program. Hit subscribe and share with your friends on social media. Tell them about the Pac-Man podcast with me, Ted Flint. And if the good Lord wills it, we will talk to you soon. The Pac-Man podcast was produced and edited in the BMG studio. Music by Kevin McLeod. For more episodes of the Pac-Man podcast, go to the bmgnetwork.com or go to the BMG Network on Facebook. And be sure to tune into the next episode of the Pac-Man podcast with Ted Flint. Thank you.